This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. I want to continue along the lines of faith tonight, as my dad has been talking, but I want to talk to you about growing faith, or faith that would be increasing. Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 4, if you would, and verse 4. We'll read there in just a moment. As you're turning, let me, let me make a few comments here. Growing, just the word growing, it means to spring up and develop to maturity. The word growing means to spring up and to develop to maturity. So it is important for us as Christians, and you've heard Pastor Charles, Pastor Cowan say this now for the last three hours. It's important for us to make the determination that our faith is going to grow. And that our faith is going to be active and our faith is going to come to a place and a point of maturity. Because as we, if we have time through this session tonight... Faith that comes to maturity will be a faith like Abraham had where he was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform it. So a growing faith or a faith that's increasing is one that springs forth out of our hearts and continues to develop as we use the faith and feed our faith and do the things that we've been taught in line with a faith lifestyle. It, it will continue to spring forth out of there until it comes to that place of maturity. Or we could say it like this, we are full of faith. Or do you remember how Jesus said it to the, to the Roman centurion? He said he not found so great faith. Not in all of Israel, not even among his own people had he found that great faith. But he also, in other places, he talked about no faith and little faith. So we understand that faith can be at different levels there. And it's important for you and I as Christians and having understanding of the lifestyle that we are to live by faith, that we have a, this determination that I will develop my faith. My faith will grow. It will come to that place of maturity. Amen? All right, now let's start tonight here in Matthew 4, in verse 4, as I've said. And these words are in red in my Bible, so that means Jesus is speaking. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now notice that. Man shall not live by what? By bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word proceed there means it's been discharged or it's been sent on assignment by God. God has spoken that word with the intent of bringing his life and the finished work of Jesus into our lives. So as God spoke the word, I heard one say this, I think Dad said it today, God spoke the word so it could be written, and the word is written so you and I can speak it. And as we do that, we discharge then, or we set forth the principles of the life of God into our life. Amen. So we're, we're to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now the word live here is interesting in this standpoint. Of course, it's a verb. So when you have a verb in a sentence, that means there's action involved. Now when something has action along the lines that we're speaking of tonight, you could say that when something is active or is, there's action there, it is alive or it is growing. And that's what we want the faith of God to be in us. So Jesus has told you and I here in this verse that we should have the word of God active and alive in 
our hearts, again, so that what God has set forth in his word, as you and I receive that, and we speak that, and we live by that, we are discharging or we're setting forth the power that's in those promises to be released into our life. Amen. Now, why would we do this? Why do I want my faith to work? Why do I want my faith to be in this place? Well, number one, the number one reason is Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, that my faith is growing, so I want faith to be coming to me. It has to have a flow for faith to grow. But then number two, the reason I want it to be this way in my life is Hebrews eleven six. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. The verse goes on to say, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I want my faith to be growing or to be increasing as I live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God so that I can please God and then have the reward of God come to me. Now class tonight, what does that mean when God is going to reward us? What does that mean in our lives? That means that the promises, again, that he has set forth in his word, these will come to me as I live by faith and be manifested in my life or they will be made apparent and as I will receive what God has done for me through Jesus as I give place to these and it's like this if I don't have faith I can't please God and God is not able then to reward me because there's nothing there for God to work with faith is what moves God I know all of you know that need does not move God if need move God He'd be really busy tonight, would he not? Everywhere. United States, Nigeria, Africa, Europe, all over. If need is what moved God, if need is what caused the power of God to be in motion, well, there even could be some in the room tonight that God's power will be working in our lives because there probably are needs even here in the room tonight, amen? But need does not move God. What moves God? Faith. Faith. Faith moves God, and it's faith again that comes from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So as I have faith and my faith is growing, then I know I'm going to be able to be pleasing to God, and I know I'm going to be able to have his promises manifested in my life. So as I want my faith to grow, there is one very outstanding characteristic I need to understand and have in my thinking about faith, and that is this. Faith will grow or faith will go but it will never remain status quo faith will grow or faith will go but it will never remain status quo you understand what I mean like that let me say it to you like this tonight faith will never grow to a certain level in my life and remain at that place Without me giving some time and attention to my faith. In other words, continuing to feed my faith. And continuing to grow in faith. And continuing to order my life by that faith. My words and my actions. It'll never come to a certain point or a certain place in your life. And remain at that place. If you and I do not give some time and attention. Continue to give that time and attention to faith. So faith will grow or it will go. But it will never remain status quo. 
Now, couple this up with what Pastor Cowan's been saying tonight about how important our will is in this and how Satan fights against our will to win that battle because if he wins that battle, as Pastor said, he wins the faith battle. So it's important for you and I to have that determination and to set our face, as it were, like a flint that we're going to continue to receive the word of God. And feed my faith so that it will not remain status quo. My faith is going to be growing. How many of you want your faith to grow? Well, we all do. Amen. How many of you want it to go on up to maturity? Come to that place of maturity. Well, we all want that. Amen. So faith will never come to a certain level, as I've said in my life, and remain at that place without me giving time and attention to my faith. So it's like this tonight. Just like someone who has to have food in this natural life to be strong and to continue to be able to operate in life. If they cease to eat food, if they stopped, they would not remain at the same place they are. They would continue to go. Amen? Well, just like the natural body needs food, Jesus said that in that verse in, in Matthew chapter 4, man shall not live by bread alone. He didn't say it was wrong to eat. He didn't say we shouldn't eat. But he's, he's what he's saying, we should not give our full attention only to natural things. We must give attention to the spiritual things because we are spiritual beings. So just like a person, if they stopped eating, they would not continue to stay at the same place they are. You and I spiritually, if we stop feeding our faith, if we stop reading the word, let's go back over some of the things we've heard tonight. We stop meditating the word. We stop Speaking and saying what God said, if we stop our actions of faith, amen, then faith is not going to remain at that place that it was. It's going to be fleeing and going from us. And we want to guard against that. We have to guard against from that, that if we want to live by faith. Now, let's talk about some ways tonight that we can help keep our faith on a growing pattern, a growing level. One of the first things you and I have to do is we have to desire the word of God. How many have heard the scripture, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good? When you begin to taste of the, the Lord God and begin to have experience with him, one of the first things you're going to notice and then have is, is this goodness is going to come to you. And when you begin to experience that goodness of God, then you like, like anything else in life, if you really like that, and we, we, we do like that, we do want that, then we're going to want more of it. You ever had anything good to eat? Of course we have. You ever want to eat it again? You want to have it again and again? Of course. You taste it and see something that was good. And once you've had that, you want to continue to have it again and again at times. Amen. Well, you taste and see that the Lord is good. And as you do that then, your desire begins to be enhanced or increased. If you want to increase desire in anything in the natural, just begin to give yourself to it. Begin to think about it. Begin to, to, to begin to order your life where you would uh, put yourself toward that. If you want to create desire in something in the natural, just begin to give yourself to it. Little by little, and you'll begin to develop that desire. Amen? How many have ever acquired a taste for something? Well, you acquired that taste by continuing to eat it. You ever eat something the first time you ate it, you put it in your mouth, you said... But someone said, oh, give it another chance. Try it again. And little by little, you begin to eat that, and you thought, well, maybe that is good. And then before you do it, you say, yes, it's good, yum, 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 amen. <laughs> well, it's the same way with the word of God. If someone 
has not, has not given themselves to it, and you're not reading it, you're not meditating it, you're not going through your notes after class, if you're not making any attempt to continue to stay with it, then our desire for that's not going to be very strong. Now look with me here in another scripture. Go to Second Peter, excuse me, First Peter, chapter 2. And look with me at verse 1. Excuse me, verse 2, verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Everyone there? As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Why, class? So that you may grow thereby. Now he's talking to newborn babes, new Christians here. But do you think, and don't you think with me tonight, that if God would want newborn babes to desire his word so they can grow then those who begin to grow continue to have to have a desire for the word to continue to go on to maturity. Amen. In other words, if God wants newborn babes to desire the word, he wants mature Christians to continue to desire the word as well. They have to desire the word of God. What does it mean when you desire something? You talk to me for a minute. What does it mean when you desire something? You want it. You want to go after you crave it. Amen. Well, that word here means to intensely crave and earnestly desire to intensely crave the word of God and to earnestly desire that word. Let me say it to you one more time just so we let it sink down into us. Intensely crave and to earnestly desire. Now notice what, what the word of God tells us when we do that and begin to have that affect our lives. We're going to begin to grow. How many of you, since you've been coming to the Rhema classes, you could tell in your own self that there's been growth in you? The Word of God's expanded in you. Amen? Now, you can tell that of your own just because of the fullness and the richness of the Word. But what, what about others maybe that would know you from a different, maybe from a time past and see you now? Could they not see some growth in you as well? Amen? Now, why is that growth? Why has it been there? Because as you're coming to class, that desire level is increasing. Every speaker that you have is continuing to put things into you as the Spirit of God leads them. And they're speaking by the Spirit directly into things that are affecting you and things that are touching you right where you are. And on the various levels we are in the room tonight, the Spirit of God can speak through these speakers and touch you right at the point where you are affecting that desire and causing that appetite to be increased. And the more you sit here and receive that word and the more you take notes and the more you fight and guard your thoughts so that they're not any distractions, the more you do that, the more that intense craving and that earnest desire will rise up within you. Amen. And you'll come to the point in that place as Pastor Cal was saying earlier tonight, where we have a readiness, we're ready to revenge those thoughts of disobedience. Why? Because we're so full of the Word of God, because I've been so hungry for it, that I've got to have the Word every day. I can't go a day without reading the Word. I don't even drive down the street without thinking about the Word of God. 
on my jobs, whatever I'm doing, even though I know I have to give attention to detail and certain points in that job, but yet I still have time for my thoughts to be on God and the goodness of God. Amen. I have time to think and be praying as well. God, your will be done in the earth right now. Amen. And the more I do that, the more I'm intensely craving and earnestly desiring the word of God. Now, when you come to that point right there, you're at a place where growth can be accelerated. Where your growth can be accelerated and you can get past certain things that maybe have held you back earlier in life and times. You can get past those things now and go on into deeper things with God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've got to earnestly desire and intensely crave these things. And as the word told us, so that you may grow thereby. Like I said to you a moment ago, if God wants newborn babes to desire his word, he wants those who are going on to maturity to desire that word as well. Because we all mature and we're all brought to that place of maturity in the same way. Amen. So the first thing we've got to do is to, to desire the word of God. Now, let me ask you a question tonight. How do I know that my desire towards God, God's word is in the right place? How do I know that? How do I know that that desire is in the right place and my focus and my attention are where there should be concerning God's word? How do I know that? Well, we've already, the scripture's already been read tonight, but go to James chapter 1 with me again. James 1. And let's look at verse 21. When my desire for the word of God is in proper focus and my attention is there, then the next thing that's going to happen is that I'm going to receive the Word of God. When it's taught to me, I'm going to receive it. When I read a book that has uh, information, in it, like uh, Brother Hagin's books, I know you use those as textbooks in your class, you're going to draw out of that. You're going to receive from the Word of God. And we're going to be like the Scripture here in James 1.21. Let's read it here now. Uh, let me find my place. It says, Wherefore lay apart all, lay apart all filthiness, and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. When my desire level is where it should be, and where God wants it to be, when the word of God is going forth, then I'm going to be drawn to it because I want to receive it. I want to have it to be implanted or imparted in my heart or to be engrafted as we've been learning through earlier sessions tonight. I'm just going to want to draw to that. I'm not going to want to draw away from it. Now don't misunderstand me. There's influences in this world that will fight against us. Satan, as we've heard tonight, he fights against us. Even your, your own natural thinking sometimes, just that regular natural thinking. Sometimes when you go to approach the word, you may feel like, oh, I don't want to do this right now. Again, all these other influences of life try to come in there. But when you and I have our desire where it is to be and focused in that proper attention toward God's word, then that desire is going to cause me to fight off all these other distractions. These other things. And I'm going to continue to go to the word of God to receive that nourishment daily into my spirit so that my faith is able to grow. So it says lay apart all superfluity, filthiness, superfluity in the audience and receive with meekness. What? That engrafted word. Now what is it able to do? Once I receive it, it is able to save my soul. The word save there, of course, is reference to God's salvation or the sozo of God. The power of God, 
That sozo salvation of God, this receiving of his word makes that available to me. And what's in the salvation of God? Safety, healing, wellness, wholeness, health, prosperity, peace. In other words, we could say it like this night. Everything that God is and all that he has is available to me in his salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Now, receive it though. You got to receive it. And that's exactly what you're doing in these classrooms, okay? When you go to your church on Sunday mornings, when you go in there, go in there with a mindset and with a determination, I'm going to get something out of this service today. I'm not just going to go and put my time in in the pew and just say, well, I've been to church and, you know, phew, you know got that over with for the week. You know, now I can go out to whatever I need to do the week. No, no, no. You go with the mindset, I'm going to get something from the Lord in this service. There is some purpose that God has for us to assemble ourselves together. And I know my pastor, he or she, I believe them to be God's person for me speaking into my life. And my desire for God is greater than any other distraction. So Lord, I want you to know I'm here today at this church service and I'm going to receive something from your word today. I'm going to receive it. Hallelujah. I'm going to get something out of this service today that's going to strengthen me, that's going to bring more faith to me, that's going to cause me to be stronger when the amen is said at the end than I were at the beginning. Hallelujah. Something's going to be there for me so that I can continue to have my faith growing. And remember what the definition of growing was? To spring up and come to maturity. Hallelujah. Amen. God's calling his children to maturity. God's calling his children to maturity. I don't know how things are here in Nigeria. I do know we have a room full of hungry people tonight, and that's, that is a blessing. I want you to know that it's just such a blessing. But I know in America, the hunger level is not there like it once was. That desire level is not there like it once was. And God is calling the people of the United States, I know, and probably all over the world, he's calling his people to a place of maturity. It's time to get past those distractions and come past all these things that take our time and attention and get back to where we desire God first and foremost. Hallelujah. What did the psalmist say? He said, oh, I, I want the word of God more than I want my daily food. Even Jesus himself one time, when he was thinking about the plan and purpose of God, and his disciples said, here Jesus, take some meat. You haven't had anything to eat. And he told them, he said, I have meat to eat, or meat to give you that you know not of. Yeah, what was he doing? He was thinking more about the plan, the purpose, the kingdom of God, than even his daily food. Had a desire there, amen. I quoted the psalmist already. We've got to come to that place again where that desire level it's just really <laughs> pulling us, pushing us, leading us, however you want to say it. That desire for God's word. I want God's word more than I want anything else in my life. Now, receive it. Number one, the desire there. We know that the desire is in the right place. And it is focused when I am receiving the word of God. The word receive there just simply means to accept it and take hold of it. You accept the word of God and you take hold of it. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit works in this process as well. And I'm not saying he works in you like this, but this is the way he works in me. Because my, my father is my pastor. So a lot of times when dad is ministering at our church there in Nashville, 
he'll be going along and he'll be just, just expounding things from the word of God and, and he'll get to a point and it's like down inside of me the Holy Spirit says, yes! It's like it just comes forth out of there, amen? So what, what is he saying? He's, he's like, take hold of that. Grab hold of that, amen? Receive it, amen? Don't let your thoughts be off what you're going to do after church. Or don't let your thoughts distract you right now. Keep focused on what the Lord is trying to do in you right then and right there. Amen. And I accept that word or I take hold of it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you tonight? Amen. And I, I receive it that way. I accept it and I take hold of it. That's why I encourage people, take notes. Take notes and then don't just take the notes I didn't plan to say this but I'll speak it out. Don't just take the notes on just every word that's coming out of the speaker's mouth. You do put down what they're saying, but also be listening with these inner ears as well because the Holy Spirit may give you something that will help you in your life. You see, He knows where each of us are at. And we're all in different levels and different places. Brother Toast, can you give me some water, please? Could you, could you get some water? He knows where we're at. We're in different levels. And we're at different places. And when we give ear not only to the man or woman of God, that gift of God that, that has been placed there to speak into our lives, but we're also listening to the Holy Spirit within us, accepting and receiving what he has. See, he's there to write that word upon the tablets of our heart. He's there to, to give us that boost. Oh, thank you, sir, very much. Excuse me. Thank you for letting me do that. He's there then to put that exclamation point, as it were, Upon what's being ministered to our heart that night. And all of this works together. All of it works together to cause our growth to continue to go on and be there to a mature and a right place. Can I get an amen tonight? He's there to bring to us every blessing. Talking about the Holy Spirit now working as the word goes forth. The Holy Spirit's there to bring every blessing and every benefit, every promise that God has given to us, he's there to bring that to us as we accept and receive the word of God. Because saints, I know you know this tonight, but you're never going to receive any of the blessings of God or the benefits of God apart from the word of God. Yes. Never going to receive any of the blessings, any of the benefits, any of our privileges that we have in Christ. You're never going to receive any of those in your life apart from God's word. They're going to all come to you through the word of God. Now, the, the desire level's got to be there, and we have to receive the Word of God. We've talked about that. Now, Paul gives us some more admonition out of 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10. And I want you to turn there with me tonight, if you would, please. Paul continues to expound upon this as we have desire... And we have the receiving. These are ways that our faith can grow. Just very simple. None of, none of this message is a difficult or hard message. But it's just very simple principles that we have. And again, here in 1 Thessalonians, now we want to add this to the list as well. Let me read the scripture and then we'll go from there. 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10. Everyone there? Okay, it says, Night and day, praying exceedingly, that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking where in your faith 
Now, Paul said he wanted to see their face. In other words, he wanted to be before them and stand before them and minister to them under the unction and under the anointing of God. And as he did that, as Paul followed the leading of the Spirit, as he ministered that to them, then that would bring to them things that were lacking in their faith so that their faith could be made whole or complete and would be strong and then they would be able then to use that faith to not only receive the blessings but also to put the devil under their feet all those privileges things we talked about Paul said he wanted to see their faith so that he could perfect that which was lacking in their life now the word perfect there it means this as far as to to continue to, to as far as it pertains to faith it means to repair to adjust, it means to mend and to restore. To repair, to adjust, to mend, and to restore. And he said he wanted to perfect, he wanted to do these four things, to repair, adjust, mend, and restore that which was lacking in their faith or the word perfect there also carries this meaning it means to bring to a place or to come to a place of maturity Paul wanted to minister to the saints at Thessalonica there so that he could continue to bring to them things that would cause their faith to be complete and a complete faith would be a mature faith a complete faith would be a mature faith, okay? Now, once again, all this comes to us by the Word of God, just like these classes you sit in. And I know that you go through these, uh, I call them super sessions. Anytime you sit through four hours a night and eight hours on Saturday, those are super sessions, are they not? Amen. And you're just, I mean, you know, you're not being spoon-fed. I mean, you just got the buffet set out, okay? And there's, there's no limit. You know, you can't just go through once or twice. You know, you just come and eat all that you want. And see, every time you have these classes like that, I mean, the Word of God just, it's just ready there, is it not? And you're just putting it in there. And what the Spirit of God is doing in you in a short amount of time, He's bringing to you things which will complete your faith and complete our faith and cause that faith to come to a level and to a place of maturity. And here's the reason why you want it to be mature. So that then you and I can go out into the world and we can be instruments of righteousness. We can be light in a dark world. Amen. Some in the room here, you may and probably do have the call of God upon your life. Others here, you may already have jobs and you're just, you're setting what your profession is. But God can use us no matter what the call or where we're at. God can use us as instruments of righteousness. And we can be light in darkness. Amen. Is there any darkness in the country of Nigeria? Any works of Satan in the country of Nigeria? Oh, yes. Well, there's the same in the United States, of course. And you and I then can go out and stand against that by letting the light of God's word that's on the inside of us shine out of that mature faith and be instruments of righteousness. Amen. Now, Paul said here he wanted this to see their face so he could perfect these things and bring to them those things which were lacking what they needed. Now let me say this again and let me encourage you in this. While the word of God is being ministered to you, also be giving an ear to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you down here. Because very often, very often as the word is going forth, things that we need to adjust in our life, the Holy Spirit will bring through the word instruction to us. 
We need to hear that, amen? Need to be listening to that. Why? Because those instructions he gives, any correction or any uh, adjustments, as it were, we need to hear those as well because all of this works in line with living our life by faith. And that's how we are instructed to live our life by faith as children of God. Amen. Now, as, as we do this, again, let's go through them. Desire, then receive the word of God. Talking about things or ways we can have mature faith or growing faith. We have the desire level for the word of God as it should be. We have the mindset and determination we're going to receive the word of God. We're going to fight off all distractions. Amen. When we come to that place and we're receiving the word of God, we're giving time and attention not only to the minister, but also to the Holy Spirit. So anything that is lacking in our faith, can be brought to us, can be made known to us, and we can receive and make that adjustment. And as I said to you in the opening, this is going to bring us to a place where we will be like Abraham. Now turn with me over to Romans tonight, the fourth chapter. As we talk about growing faith, or faith that is increasing, and let's look at the father of our faith, Abraham here. And let's look at some, and draw some things from him to see what he did to come to that place and come to that point of being fully persuaded. Now look with me in Romans 4, verse 17. Everyone there? Okay. Romans 4, and verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, now look at this, look at this point here. I know you know it, but let's put our eyes upon it. Who quickeneth the dead and calls those things which be not, how? As though they were. This is part of what he did to become fully persuaded. He called those things which be not, how? As though they were. Now how old was Abraham when God called him out of the land of Haran there? 75 years old, okay? Now, how old was he when Isaac was born? So 25 years elapsed from when God began to speak to him and talk to him and began to give him promise of what he would do. 25 years passed before Abraham received that promise. Now, we don't have time to go into it tonight. We know there were some reasons why he and Sarah, some mistakes they made. There were things that they did that took them off of that course of faith that they had to make adjustments and get back on it. But when they finally got through all that and came to that place where they were fully persuaded, the child was born even to those, to, to a couple that was beyond the, the years of childbearing, okay? Now, here's what I want to say to you in saying all that. What brought Abraham and Sarah to that place of where they were fully persuaded and were able to have a child 100 years old and 90 years old. What brought them to that place? Calling those things that be not as though they were. Now, let's back that up and tie that in with what we're teaching tonight. The way Abraham and Sarah could come to that place is, number one, they first had to get their desire for what God was saying to them, get that desire for those promises in the right place. Then they had to receive that promise. Had to let it come down on the inside of where they believe God. How many of you here tonight believe 
God. Now, before you answer, I'm talking about believe God more than just some sermon where we say amen to. You know down in your heart that what God's promised in his word, he's able to do it for you in your life. And see, that, that takes a mature faith or at least a growing faith coming to a place of maturity to do that. See, Abraham and Sarah had to fight through these things and come to that point. How do we know that? Well, if you go back and read some of the accounts in Genesis, when Sarah first heard that she was going to have a baby, what did she do? Even Abraham, we have an account of where he laughed one time too. He said, huh, us? you got to be kidding. See, they laughed when they first heard that. But through the process, through the time, they got their desire in the right place, they received what God said to them. They finally come to the point, as Abraham looked at Sarah, we're going to have a baby. We are going to have a baby. You better get down to Babies R Us Girl right now and pick out the crib. Or how do you, whatever you say it in Africa, is it a crib? You better go down there and pick out the colors for the nursery. We got to paint the room. We got to get some, some, some diapers. We, whatever you need in raising a baby. They had to come to that place. Are you with me? You understand what I'm saying tonight? We're going to have a baby. Now, can you imagine what other people, as they looked at them, must have thought or may have thought at least? Stay away from that one right there. <laughs> Don't want nothing to do with him. I mean, you know, can't you, can't you say there's that old man? He's wobbling about having a baby. But you understand what I'm saying? They had to fight through all that. They had to come to the point where their desire for what God said took first precedent over every distraction. Then they had to receive that promise and the way they received it, they took hold of it. It became not just what God said. It became, now I'm saying what God said. Growing faith. Maturing faith, okay? And it came to the point that they called those things that be not as though they were, regardless of all, all that's around them, regardless of what natural law says, that when you get to a certain age, you can't have a baby, regardless of what the family said, regardless of everything, we're going to have a baby. Not only did they going to have a baby, they did have a baby. Because the desire level was there. They received what God said to them. And then anything that was lacking, they gave heed to the correction through the mistakes, through the wrong turns, through all the things they did. They gave heed to correction and allowed the Spirit of God to perfect in them what was missing and what they needed to complete this. And at the end of that, Isaac was born. Amen. Growing faith. A maturing faith. Amen in that. Hallelujah. And he came on. I, I, I want to get down to this other scripture. So I want to read on here just a little bit. Okay. So that was verse. What did I read? Verse 17. Yes. They call those things that be not as though they were. Now look at 18 and 19. These are good too. Who against hope believed in hope. What's it talking about? Well the hope we have in the natural says no way. But against that hope and against what is known to the human mind, he picked up and got away from that and said, no, what God says is what I'll have. So against hope, he believed in hope 
so that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. You remember when they had the big idea, Sarah did, hey, look, you, I wouldn't, it's not working. We're not having a child. It's not just not coming to that place. You go into my maiden. Remember Hagar? And remember after Ishmael was born, God said, he's not the one. And Abraham said, oh, God, he's here. No reason to go any further. We've got one. Let's use Ishmael. He's here. Why do you want to do that? Because there was no fight of faith there. There wasn't any faith. We've got the child. Didn't need to stand anymore for that. He said, I don't want to stand in faith. We've already got it. God says, no. No. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. God said, so shall thy seed. Be talking about him and Sarah as they were in covenant together. Amen. So he began to just hook up with what God said to him. So so shall our seed be. So you know they had to be talking it. They had to talk it. So shall our seed be. I don't know if he called her honey or sweetheart or what affectionate name he used, but we're you know, and so shall our seed be. Doesn't matter how old we are, Sarah. God said we're going to have a child. Doesn't matter what all of the other things say we're going to do that he hooked up with that you and I have got to hook up with what God's word says and we've got to stay with it amen receiving because we desire it let be let anything that any correction comes let that correction be there so that we can have faith that comes to a point of maturity and so shall the word of God be in my life as he has spoken it and written it in this word hallelujah so so shall thy seed be Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. That word staggered there just simply means he was not divided in his mind. He made up his mind that God's word was going to prevail and be in his life. What God said is what I shall have. Made up his mind. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, doing what's class? Giving glory to God. And now here we are, mature faith, and being fully persuaded, hallelujah, that what he had promised, he was able also to perform it. Hallelujah, amen. Mature faith, growing faith, amen. And that's the place we're coming to, amen. No one's arrived. We're, we're not where we're the pinnacle of where we're going. No one has arrived, but we're on our journey. We're on this faith path. We're on this life of faith. And if we'll stay with it, we're going to continue to increase, continue to go higher. Because it's a process, amen. It's not overnight. It's not bam. Now, God can do things instantaneously. We know that he can. But for the most part, things do not happen instantaneously in our life of faith. It is a process. It takes time. And we have to stay with it. And distractions come and all kind of thoughts come and people may even begin to talk to you outside, but you don't listen to what they're saying. You keep that desire for God's word. You accept and receive it every time the word of God is taught or every time you read the word or every time you're studying one of the textbooks in the class, you receive what that's saying. As the spirit of God begins to give correction to you, take that correction. Don't fight the correction. Don't refuse the correction. Receive that correction. Say, oh Lord, correct me. 
Straighten me out, Lord. Get me right. Oh, Lord, help me to be on that path that you'll have me to be on. Correct me. Oh, hallelujah, Father. And, Lord, I begin to call those things that be not as though they were because I want my faith to grow, not only so I can receive in my life what I need for me and my family, but, Lord, I want to be able to believe for others and to minister to others and to expand the kingdom of heaven in the earth. I want to be light in darkness. Hallelujah. I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to do what you called me to do, Father God, wherever that's at and whatever level that's on. I want to fulfill that purpose. And I will do so with a life of faith and a faith that is growing to maturity. Hallelujah. So before I close tonight, I may be a little bit ahead of schedule here, but Praise the Lord for that. Let's read verse 21 one more time. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go. Let's give God some glory tonight before we follow. We thank you tonight. Oh, Lord, we honor you. We bless your holy name, Father. Oh, thank you for the word of God. Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. Amen. The entrance of your word brings light. Hallelujah. And it will dispel the darkness. All of the deception. Oh, all the deceit. Oh, all those influences of Satan. It will dispel those things and expose him for what he truly is. He is a thief and he is a liar. Hallelujah. And his place is under our feet and the light of your word exposes him and puts him in his proper place. So, Father, we thank you tonight. Oh, we bless you. Thank you for these classes tonight, Lord. And we thank you for the classes tomorrow. And Lord, may your will be done in all that we would do. Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website, www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.